0: Friends is also very dangerous because friends feel way more comfortable telling you the truth and bringing up things like, you know, we've talked about the the feeling that maybe your channel is dead. Like, if I didn't know you and I said that, you're probably like, this? I mean, you might still be thinking that. This (laughs) a-hole, you might still be thinking that. Welcome back to Digitally Distracted. That's right, it's not dead, like other things in my life might be. Sometimes things, you know, they get delayed. It's never dead DD, Double D never dies, right? I think that's the saying. Meanwhile, I'm Game Dave, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Noptop. Hello, Noptop. Hello, how you doing? I mean, I'm all right. It's it's not like we spent 30 minutes doing tech support over there so you could get your sound right,
1: you know? Yeah. We got it all set Amateur up. And now hour. this is so professional. Oh, almost professional here. Let me... There you go. Now it's completely <laughs> professional. <laughs> oh, good.
0: Shutting the door nearly as professional as that popcorn ceiling that you've got up there. <laughs> um, that is just a TikTok video waiting to happen. But uh, for those of you who don't know, who NopTop is, it's Dave Knopp, but I'm not calling him Dave because that's gonna get confusing. Yes. So this is NopTop. Uh, he and I go way back, way back in the early days of the video internet. We're talking original YouTube, 2005, 2006, and I think we met probably, I don't know, was it 2008 maybe?
1: It ha- Yeah, and that's where you stick with the dates pretty good. I lose track pretty easily. <laughs> But yeah,
0: I remember we were having a conversation. You were like, uh, "You know, well, we, we've probably known each other like five years." I'm like, "We've known each other eleven years."
1: Yeah, everything <laughs> is kind of revolved around the era of Indie Mogul.
0: Oh yeah, Indie Mogul. Yeah. Well, why don't why don't you sort of introduce yourself? Obviously, uh, the viewers may have seen you in the Summer of Game Day video, the most recent video that I posted, but also they've probably seen you. In little instances on the channel, but yeah, you know, who are you on the internet? That's the real question.
1: My name is Dave Knop. Knop Top is my channel name, and basically starting out and continuing as a filmmaking tutorial channel and tips and tricks channel. And as I've grown in some of my interests, I've also tried to share some of those by just making things in general. So. I would call myself a maker channel, but it mostly is revolving around filmmaking and I guess video production stuff, right? I think that's good. I
0: I guess, (laughs) I guess so. The good thing is this is not an interview. It's a conversation, so you don't have to worry about all that.
1: Uh, (laughs) But it's thinking (laughs) out loud. Thinking about it out loud, it's always that trouble. You know, that's where I almost go into my own profile and I go, let me read what I wrote to see if this is true or not. But
0: Well, that's the thing. In your mindset, You know, we've known each other a very long time. We have a lot of conversations. We probably talk at least a couple times a week, and we have for years and years and years, despite meeting through the digital world of the internet. Because you know, we were getting digitally distracted, you see, by each other's content, sort of unknowingly, and then we kind of met uh, back in the old indie mogul backyard effects days, Mm -hmm. and. I I would think that you would want to describe yourself as a filmmaker and I would kind of want to describe myself that way at least I used to I yeah. I kind of stick more to like performer or you know maybe entertainer <laughs> on the internet I hate words like creator and influencer you know those those nasty terms but you kind of got stuck I think I could say that you got stuck in this filmmaking behind the scenes world and I think you have sort of a love-hate relationship with it where you like you Mm -hmm. wanna share things about how to make videos or things that could use video but at the same time you also, you think you wanna tell stories? I mean, what would you say about that?
1: I think the biggest thing that I, I would say that I just, I enjoy helping people more than anything and that's where if I had to look at everything, even like with like helping you with stuff, I thrive on other people's passion. <laughs> I mean, that is sort of my passion to help people see their their ultimate, and that's where I think that some of my tutorials kick in where I'm like, I'll, I'll show people how to do this. I took six years to learn how to do this dumb little trick on Photoshop or you know, Premiere, and that's where I would, so I, even though I have this passion for filmmaking, I realize I don't have a driving force of like a story I wanna tell. I mostly just enjoy seeing ideas come to life. So that's where these little moments kind of kick in where it's like, oh, you know, talking with you, you have an idea. I'm like, oh, what if you tried this? You're like, mm, too much work. And I'm like, let's do it anyways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes. And in the Summer of Game Day video, I did kind of talk about that overthinker, underthinker thing, which goes back to a conversation you and I had years ago about, um, because, you know, we're we're just going to get real with it. Uh, The reason that I brought you on... One, because you had your cameo in the Summer of Game Day video, but also you and I think very similar when it comes to what it's like making videos and putting content on the internet and interacting with people in that sort of semi prolific way. Yeah. Because when we first met, you were, you know, you were making your way towards. 50,000 subscribers, and we really were looking at numbers like, whoa, and that's
1: crazy, and I was just this little channel.
0: I know, man, I was joking around too,
1: because I was like, I'm just waiting for you to catch up, and then it came and went, man, you blew past me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just waiting for you to catch up, and then, yeah, there's this weird thing where the dynamic kind of changed, especially when I you know, went full force and focused on Game Dave as what I was on the internet. And things really started to change. There were some videos that people just connected with in the right way that worked for the weird internet gods that, that yeah. let people see it with their eyeballs. And then things kind of changed. And, you know, I have this uh, awesome uh, core group of people that I interact with yeah. throughout the, the channel and on the Twitch streams. And you sort of would have these big moments and these big videos in terms of like views, but then you would have these times where you would just disappear. And I think you disappeared so many times. You know, we talk about consistency and the internet forgetting about you. And I say that in the video, how, you know, if you don't post consistently, if you don't post every week, they're, they're going to forget about you and your channel's going to get destroyed. And it's like, well, don't worry about that. But in a way you you would kind of, Feel like that is true because you've taken breaks you've come back with some success and then you've taken breaks again depending on how you define success because yeah. you know that video was really saying you know break away from the idea that success in your videos is the number of eyeballs on it it shouldn't be that way it should really come from uh, why you made it mm-hmm. and if you cared about what you made and if more people see it, that's great, but that's not the reason you did it and you've sort of come back and gone away and come back and then more recently, when you've been posting it's it's been like a different world, so it's like this weird ratio of whoa, well, he's got over fifty thousand subscribers, and it can be difficult to get a thousand views like what yeah, what do you think about that? <laughs> Just to throw it all out no, there, you, I mean, this is... No, you you and I always talk it. about
1: this. And this is what I think, that like where you and I are good friends because we both, I would say we both agree on like the fact that the interaction and like basically that latest video that you created where you do talk about the fact that if it's not something I want to make, what is the point of it? You know, because outside of earning money, because I think that was my driving force early on, the idea when influencers started making some money, I'm like, wait, maybe I could do this. And it was such a slow crawl to try to earn any sort of Amazon affiliate money or anything like that, that I would maintain my regular job. And that's usually where I would take those real life breaks or all, digital breaks because the online or the mm-hmm. offline world was where I was actually earning money. So I had to focus on that. And the the biggest thing like I think about is the reality that times have changed and it's still hard for me to understand. I know you and I have kind of talked about TikTok a little bit, but just whatever app it is, content is being created at such a volume now that for someone to sit for 15 minutes and listen to someone kind of ramble on about a DIY project. It had its moment in time, but now it's like you jump onto a website and you can purchase something so cheap that it, it kind of makes up for that. It kind of, I don't know, it, it doesn't make the entire DIY community go away, but I know that's something I think about where it's, it's interesting where it's a constant reality that times are changing. I can't keep, focusing or or trying to create ultimately i'll just sum it up this is why it's so important to do stuff you enjoy because i could continue doing videos exactly how i did 10 years ago if i really wanted to but i got caught up with well what's relevant what's relevant and i think that's that thing that's always gonna be in the background even still even with you and i talking Mm -hmm. about this now where it's like yeah we still want (sighs) stuff that's relevant but uh, maybe i mean i do at least
0: it should be relevant. But if it should be relevant to you first, yeah, right? And then you put it out there. And we, we kind of talk about this too where like I'm able to hyper-focus on things, which yeah. is where I go kind of crazy. Like I'm very passionate about very specific things. And then you're very interested in a wide variety of things. And that's why your favorite word is interesting. Which you've already, mm-hmm. I think, said twelve times. Yeah, let's get in that marker up. On <laughs> That's right. Let's get it up, <laughs> and because it'll be like, I love Ghostbusters, like in a dangerous way. Yeah. Or I, you know, and you'll be like, Oh yeah, I really like Ghostbusters, but you don't like hyper. You're not like super in. You're not like a fanboy of Ghostbusters or Back to the Future necessarily. And sometimes we'll talk about that where it's like, What is it that you are? It is like if there were two pop culture or franchisey things or or creative things that you couldn't live without, what would they be, and I don't know. I mean, you'll buy a pop figure just because you kinda like the way it looks, where I wouldn't unless it was connected to something that I was interested in,
1: you know? Yeah, I just snagged one yesterday, actually.
0: (laughs) What, what? It looked cool,
1: it looked cool. I actually don't even know. It was like Frank Junior. I think it's from Tomorrowland, uh, some movie or TV series. I don't know. It just looked cool. It's a little guy. It's Junior, so he's got got a little jet pack on. I'm like, this is a cool figure.
0: <laughs> what are you gonna do with it though? What I don't are, know. What, it just looks what? cool.
1: I don't know yet. I haven't. See, that's just, a I, dangerous. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's a dangerous game.
0: Every yeah. I might look crazy because like, oh, he's got all these video games or he's got all these Ghostbusters figures, but that's where it stops. You know, I'm yeah. not like, ooh, that's a cool thing because well, what would happen to me? If I saw that pop figure and I had any connection to it, you know, I ran into this recently. Completely off topic. Good. But there's a local action figure store called Their Action Figures. Shout out. Let me get those discounts, Walt, from Their Action Figures. Shouting them out. Actually, one of the viewers showed up at his shop And he asked him, he's like, hey, so where'd you uh, hear about the shop? He's like, oh, this uh, channel Game Dave that I watch mentioned you. That's awesome. And, And then when I went in for the second time, he knew who I was. He was like, ah, well, if it isn't the Game Dave. And now he hooks me up when I go in there. But I was checking it out. Have you ever seen the movie The Shadow? I know. I haven't.
1: The Shadow. Starring
0: Alec Baldwin. Sort no. of a superhero movie. So The Shadow is like an old, old, like radio show, comic strip sort of thing. Like The Shadow knows, like a very old school sort of superhero with kind of some supernatural ability. And there was an Alec Baldwin film uh, in the 90s that came out, and they tried to make it like this is going to be the next big thing or whatever. And to this day, I still don't think I've ever seen the movie. But I'm aware of it in a weird way. So I feel like I've seen the movie. I know enough about it to I I could probably trick you into thinking I've seen this movie a hundred times. I've never seen this movie. And they had action figures at this store. Like the whole almost the entire line of action figures and vehicles. The movie was a failure. So It was nothing. They thought it was going to be this big franchise. didn't work out. But one of the figures of Alec Baldwin that they had there, I was like, we had that as kids. I remember that toy. My brother actually went and bought that toy later. And I kind of got this fake nostalgia for it. Like, oh, I'm nostalgic for this thing. Yet, the franchise, I have no nostalgia for I've never even seen the movie, and I was literally contemplating purchasing some of the Shadow stuff, but I knew if I did that, if I got like two of the figures, then what's going to happen is I'm going to go look up the entire toy line, and I was like, well, i got to have the entire toy line now. I probably would have bought every single figure and vehicle that he had that day and walked out with it, and they were all mint on card and sealed. How ridiculous! Like I need that. I've never even seen the movie, but that's yeah, but the problem: is I can't stop. Whereas you can pick out a bunch of things, but they're from a wide variety of interests. Whereas I, mean, I, I hyper focus on the things I love, and I love I love them hard. I love I them think, real
1: hard. That's why I would say I'm an enthusiast. I'm an enthusiast. Enthusiast. <laughs> I think that yeah, would be it's what like that it's means. like jack
0: of all trades for interests is sort of what you are. You're not you're not the best at liking anything but you like a lot of things yeah whereas i would say i'm i'm pretty much in the i would not to brag and this is not something you'd brag about especially not in high school just ask my one and a half girlfriends from high school i i'm not gonna brag about being a, a top tier ghostbusters fan necessarily yeah though i feel like i'm in that upper echelon i'd have to ask some uh some other friends of the show about that who are fellow ghost heads which is yeah. an unfortunate I feel like that's an unfortunate name that huge ghostbusters fans have been given ghost heads yeah
1: I didn't it's even know not, that was a thing they have a name that's cool it's kind of I don't <laughs> use it but
0: uh <laughs> unfortunately it's uh, you know it's a little more than hard PG sounding so I tend to stay away from it uh so going back to making videos and sort of being a face on the internet, I guess, is really what comes from, you know, having a following, if you want to call it that, which sounds super culty and weird. And I struggle with that too. Like, what do you even, I've seen people online get on other people for the terms they use to describe their audience. I guess audience is the easiest way, but the audience when you say audience, it's it feels so like disconnected. And I don't feel yeah. disconnected from my audience, at least not the ones that, that I regularly interact with. And especially with live streaming, twitch.tv slash game dave every Thursday night. I've really gotten to know people in a way that I never expected that watch my content. Somebody was saying that, oh, don't call your your uh the people that watch your content viewers because it's so um I don't know, like, it downplays them as people to call them viewers. I'm like, hmm. okay, but it feels weird calling them fans. Yeah, what other then word it's would like, you use? I, that's, I, that's what I'm asking you. We're not moving on until you figure out a new term. Audience, fans, viewers.
1: You can go, like, Mr. Rogers and just be a friend of
0: the show. Nah. Friend of the show. See, that's, like, obviously, people know who watch Digitally Distracted and listen to it on the reg know I'm a teacher by day, Uh, Ghostbuster by Night, Game Mm -hmm. Dave in Mm -hmm. the middle. But as a teacher, that's something I really, really hate. So if any of my teacher friends out there that watch my content, I don't think they watch Digitally Distracted. I don't think any of my coworkers actually care about my Game Dave videos. I guess I'll find out after this goes live. But a lot of them, they'll call their class... Uh, friends. They're like, come on, friends. Yeah. Let's line up, friends. I'm like, friends. Why are you walking around with a bunch of seven year old friends? That's kind of weird, friends. Even like, though I call it, I I just say class, or I guess I guess boys and girls, or or or, or
1: guys. You know, the classic guys. Line up, guys. Guys. It actually does make sense though, because you think about if you're act like your real life friends, they invest in you, they are interested in the things you're doing, they might help you out without any thought of wanting something in return. And it's like, well, that would be what those true fans ultimately are, even though it's kind of a word that would be seems generic, but it's like, actually it, it does sound closer. I don't know. I really don't think about that much viewers. Fan, I people. will.
0: I will say, I will say my, the, the people who show up to Twitch and the people in the discord have become friends Yeah. as part of this like game day family. Absolutely, I see them that way. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I know them because, I mean, I've been streaming on Twitch every week for like 10 months and I've not That's missed crazy. a single week. That's and nice. those those names, you just they're not just names, they're like people. Like I know them. Just like I said in the video, those views are people. Mm-hmm. Don't downplay 50 people. Don't downplay 100 people. I mean, the fact that I have 50 people that show up every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern to <laughs> hang out Yeah, is awesome. Like, that's crazy because that's I've... not 50 views. That's 50 people who are actively there at the same time. That's really difficult. So I think even that's... getting 10 people is, is difficult.
1: That's the biggest thing I think about, where, like, thinking about the fact that this is a, a unique time because there's just enough people there that you are genuinely interacting with every comment that comes in. And just knowing what I've seen just through other streams and just over the years, it's like, once things get big, you just, mm. a human being can't re- be that personal with every single person. There's always going to be a, maybe some high, higher level, you know, recognized usernames, but, I know I get drawn into that where I'm like, "Ooh, this is cool. This is a cool little club," but I mean, that's sort of that, side. That's
0: my fear, and and some of the viewers have talked about that. Like, they'll the ones that I've really gotten to know and in, in the Discord and everything, they'll say things like, "Um, they like being on that ground floor, mm-hmm. and they they want nothing more than than great success for me and the channel." Yeah, and at the same time they kind of want it to be this best-kept secret thing because they they know, like we all know, like you said, as things get bigger, it's more difficult to filter through all of the the voices. Like, I don't even know, just having a hundred or more live viewers chatting all at once, that would be very difficult to keep up with. Uh, I mean, I, I think people who even have the audience that I have on Twitch probably don't interact as much as I do, but I almost do it to a fault where it significantly inhibits my game playing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm okay with it. It's almost a meme in itself of the channel. Uh, And I said in the video, that was a reference to the the Twitch viewers, is that 90% Dave, 10% game. That came from conversations with them because we'll start the Twitch stream on Thursday and we'll talk for an hour before I even start a game up. And that's like a yeah. consistent thing. It's almost like a talk show now yeah. more than a game. Cause you tell people, Oh, I stream on Twitch. They're like, Oh, so what do you just like play games? And I'm like, no, I mean, I do, but not, that's not really what it's about. Mm-hmm. And now that's like the new thing that's impossible to explain to your parents. Like in 2008 and 2010, it was impossible to explain to your parents how YouTube worked. It's like, oh, well, I make YouTube videos. Like, what? Is that on, like, TV? Is it, like, a channel? How does that? What do you mean they subscribe? What does that mean? And now they understand what YouTube is. But then live streaming has become more and more a thing. Because every platform has, like, a live stream option
1: now. Yeah. And I think and you could just say a live, live show. I have a live show to film. I got to go. I got a live show And I film. did that.
0: I saw my, my dad was talking about it. He's like, so you still doing the game reviews? That's what he said to me. I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm getting back into videos this summer, but I've been streaming every Thursday, so I do, like, live streaming. He's like, what? Like, I do, like, a live show on Thursdays. Like, what do you, would people, like, watch you play games? And they don't understand that it's a show. It's not, it's not like they're just watching me. They, he didn't understand that they could interact with me live. He had no concept for it. Oh wow. I'm like, man, I th- I was starting to feel old, but every time I talk to him, he I get to feel young again cuz I'm like, oh, ah, oh, trying to explain it to my dad, mm-hmm. you know. Eventually that's going to be me and my son, <laughs> and then I'll realize what he's doing to me, whereas my dad doesn't know it. I'll know he's doing it to me <laughs> and I'll be furious. <laughs> yeah. I <that'd> mean <be> <laughs> don't talk to me like I'm an idiot. I was on the internet before you were born. But that's scary to think, like, he's going to have a lot of media of me. Like, I have no media of my parents. There's each gen, Each generation, there's a little bit more media of yourself. Like, our parents have some pictures of them. And then us, there's tons of pictures of us. Because we are the photo album generation. We're like the last photo album generation. And then this generation is the digital generation media generation there's gonna be so much video and photo of these kids that they can look back on it's gonna be crazy and the fact that there's content of me out there like i can't even imagine my son being like i'm gonna watch dad's old Corner show what
1: yeah because it's gonna be a version of you too because it's obviously it's a it's an edited version one and it's a little bit more character you have a little bit more character than you would maybe do around the house maybe you
0: i don't know man i'm pretty hilarious at dinner time
1: but that will be it's definitely that's i like the idea of the psychology of that because the question will be will your son remember actual events or will he remember the videos that he watched at an early age and that will be you know what i mean like that thing of will he actually remember the real memory or the memory of the replay. I don't know. That's some matrixy deep. sounding
0: stuff there. A very matrixy sounding. I don't, he's never actually watched uh, any of my videos though. Um, he's probably seen like a clip of me on something and he'd be like, oh, that daddy? That daddy? It's like, yeah, that's me. But he's never like w- sat down and watched. I don't think it would keep his interest because yeah, I'm so familiar. He's like, "Why would I look at this? I got the real thing right there."
1: And there's that thing cuz we've I've only seen it with Hollywood celebrities and they have kids and their kids are like, "Oh, it's just dad. I don't know who this character is on the movie, you know." And I think that will be the biggest thing will be this whole generation of kids that have really well-known, I guess almost celebrity status parents that will be because of YouTube or Twitch or whatever and it's really like I don't out of all the the youngins that I know that are their parents do something that are I don't know that if their parents are well known, usually their kids are absolutely not interested in it. <laughs> they want to go the opposite direction, or at least well, not my son. We'll He's see. We'll obsessed see.
0: Obsessed with Ghostbusters and Back to
1: the Future. Yeah, because I don't know why. Um, I was thinking of Billy Ray Cyrus, and I guess he has a daughter. His daughter is probably more successful than he is. So in a way, maybe they'll maybe your child will run with it. So yeah, there's who knows. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know
0: if he'll... Ha- he's definitely a little performer. He's a little actor.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, okay.
0: he'll he'll do different emotions, but he's, he's just acting them. Like, he'll be at the table, and he'll just randomly be like, hmm, and he'll like cross his arms, like, I'm grumpy. I'm a grumpy. And it's like, what? what what's wrong? He's like, no, 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 I'm just messing around. Like, he's like, I just pretend. He likes to pretend. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's... If he's got the acting bug. A little...
1: Yeah. A little game, David.
0: That could be dangerous. It'd be dangerous. I, Not sure I want that for him. I, I
1: don't know. Yeah, because I could see where that would be appealing. Because you think about this. You do something funny and you get the room laughing and then your son sees that and is like, I love that. I would want that. To, I want that attention. And then he learns mm-hmm. at an early age, ooh, doing something funny or doing being the loudest person is the funny attention getter. Okay, I'll do the that. The
0: secret's out. The secret's out. I do this because I'm starved for attention. I just do it for the attention. Mm-hmm. Thanks, NopTop, Top, for... Uh, breaking the walls down
1: but kind and of shape. in a way without really trying to tie it all together thinking about how you run your live stream you run it exactly like you described in your the video where you talk you you're creating a live stream the way you want it to exist on the internet even though it's a live interactive thing that you have some plan for but because of user interaction you don't know exactly what's going to unfold you you set everything up for that knowing that instead of just sitting there playing a game referencing a few comments here and there you want this live show to exist in in the format that it is even though it might be different than your current youtube stuff you still put that same passion towards it so i, I don't know i don't know if that if that was even a question worth mentioning or i was just thinking like there is a consistency even though it's a different platform and a whole different style of show that well you heard it here. Get in on the ground floor cause <laughs> before it blows up, so you don't get
0: lost in the fray. I actually, I was thinking about that the other day. How I finally, and this this video was sort of my way of, you know, breaking away the chains of, you know, expectations of what you're supposed to do if you make videos on YouTube or whatever, mm-hmm. was not worrying about it being that of it growing or blowing up, like stopping. Mm-hmm any thought about that and just making the videos because I have a job. I have a job. I have my family and this is fun. And I almost want it to stay in this bubble. Like I want it all to stay exactly where it is now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably don't, I don't want it to die, (laughs) but I want it to stay where it is now because the streams are awesome. I have a good time. It gives me a chance to play games. I want to play. Yeah. And it's like this hangout every Thursday night. And my videos are fun. I get to put those out. And it's it's enough to where there's, like, this interaction. It's not like nobody's watching. And I get to put that creativity out there that I have inside, fill that void, that hole. And it's not too stressful. So I feel like, as with anything, as it gets bigger, it gets more stressful. Yeah. And you have to like right now i don't have to dedicate 40 hours a week to it necessarily even though in the summer that's kind of what i do in the school year i can't do that because i'm working and to get to that point where i feel like i have to spend more time doing it and that weird thing of like it feeling like a job or something
1: yeah uh thinking about like the live stream and stuff like that i, I know that's where i'm so intrigued with the psychology behind it and this, as far as like it- Knowing, well, not even the psychology. It's more of this nostalgia and just knowing what I've learned. Where times do change. No matter how much everyone wants everything to stay the same, a host of a show is gonna do it for so long before they either want to do other things or they just don't aren't able to do it the same way. And so, I know <laughs> or <that's>... they die. <laughs> no. But it does. That's something that draws me in now, and where I even the way I at least not that anyone's asking me, but I just think about the way I consume content now. I value things that are sort of more unique in that sense, like what you're saying, get on the ground floor. But in a way, I'm like, this is, I mean, obviously we're friends, so it's fun just to hang out and watch the show and stuff. But mm-hmm. I like- We
0: become a staple of the live stream chat because as we are friends, we were talking about what the definition of friends really is. Friends is also very dangerous because friends feel way more comfortable telling you the truth and bringing up things like, you know, we've talked about the the feeling that maybe your channel is dead. Like, if I didn't know you and I said that, you probably like, this? I mean, you might this still guy. be thinking that. This a-hole. <laughs> you might still yeah. be thinking that. But, like, I want to go back to that because this really is sort of talking about what it's like making things. Oh, and yeah. that is your slogan for, since I've known you, it's been, go make something. And not specifically, you know, videos or movies or whatever. It's always been you like when people make things, which again comes back to your thing about helping people. And Mm -hmm. you've helped me with many projects over the years. One of the biggest was the big Game Dave series finale, um, the Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu video where you helped me film that big fight scene with a giant flying frog. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? But what, what, I mean, how do you feel about mm -hmm. where your content is? Do you feel like you can still make videos or that you want to?
1: Yeah, um, I, I definitely think about the the concept of it. I, I feel comfortable changing my focus where I came to the conclusion, I love filmmaking, but I, I think it's that joke of I love the idea of it probably more than anything, and the reality mm-hmm. of it is the few times i like had Susie. it. Just like
0: Susie.
1: But the reality of it is it's a lot of work, and I don't find – I don't get a lot of reward after all that work is invested into certain projects that i'm like i don't think i actually like the the literal work that is involved with writing and even creating a real film or a short film or whatever you'd want to call it like a a small documentary even it's it's so much work that i realize i don't I, i like more of the ideas of things so i'm recognizing that i'm comfortable with the fact that yeah my channel's dead just because I don't even know what I'm really trying to create other than when I feel inspired to do something, I'm going to just start sharing it. And I've kind of dropped that feeling of, oh, well, what about my viewers? In a way, it's kind of uh, like freeing just to be like, well, I'm only going to get a few hundred views anyway. So the people watching are probably interested in what I'm doing. So it's like a, it's like the pros and cons of it, where I feel more relaxed but it is kind of sad just because I'm spending the same amount of work on my videos and it might be completely something that's not what someone subscribed to six years ago. They didn't really sign up to watch me build shadow boxes. But
0: in the past, getting like 8,000 views or anything, I mean, you have videos with hundreds of thousands of views. I mean, that's nothing to to ignore. And that, like that's a huge huge difference so you've had a lot of what the outside world would say is like huge successes specifically Mm -hmm. on youtube i mean you were in the running not to bring up the past again but you were literally in the running which is good or bad you were in the running to become the new host of backyard effects in the original indie mogul days to replace eric beck like what you were in like what the top three people
1: yeah and for the people that don't know any mogul was the like leading channel for filmmaking especially DIY filmmaking and so to be involved with that channel in any aspect was amazing that actually was what really I think pushed my channel even into being viewed at all because of the few times that I would submit videos and they would share them and back then everybody was like just looking for more DIY stuff especially if they found stuff that was in their interest and that was for the filmmaking World, DIY filmmaking, indie moguls. Yeah, where no was that? budget. No but budget. I still Anybody think I would have been a good it. host. i Because w- I really genuinely i am like, man, I might not have been able to produce the videos they wanted just because of my limited resources and stuff, but I, I mm-hmm. still have passion for that stuff. And I think it's just because it still revolves around. I might not have an idea for a film, but if someone was like, man, I really want to figure out how to make a web slinger, I'd be like, ooh, I know a guy. I know a guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that was, I remember we talked about it. You had that fear of if you did get picked as a, you know. Also, I was in the running. I also submitted, but I did not make the top 10. <laughs> I did not make the top 10 for the host selection. Uh, I was much skinnier back then and uh I was living a weird, weird life back then. But you were already not top, you know, I wasn't. You know, Game to. Dave was far off at this time. Like you, you've always sort of had this very specific, I don't know, I don't know what you would call, I wouldn't say brand, but you've always been not top when it comes to your presence online.
1: Yeah. And that would be whatever more that me. means. I was trying to over, that would be my overthinking. I was like, I have to have the perfect complete package of a brand. And so I, I ran with that one, but I
0: I just Just need a good package.
1: And that's where it was super confusing. Cause if you remember, well, Dave, you'd remember, but the people listening, I, it was not top, but I had this thing called quick effects. And I was like, I love to share filmmaking. And then I was thinking, this is on me trying to play the game. And I was losing focus of what I was passionate about. And I was like, well, I got to make an icon that represents movies. So instead of my face, I'll have it be a clackboard from, for movie. And, yeah and then i put the quick effects logo on it and it was all a placeholder and then it was literally the logo for years and so even then when i would try to wrap up my videos i was like how do i say this should i use my username should i say my real name and so it was already <laughs> heading towards a you just you, you just said spiral. everything yeah
0: <laughs> you had like the longest intro and outro even in the days of having long intros and outros, and now everybody's like, "Oh, you got to shorten everything. Got to have a quick yeah. five-second stinger." No, nobody does long intros anymore. Yours was like, "Hey, welcome to Quick Effects, your source for da da and everything else in between." You are like, "I'm gonna cover everything."
1: <laughs> that was a case. I think I, I think I just said that in a recent video. I said, every, and as soon as I said, I'm like, "Oh, I always say that everything else S- in between." Like, can I get any more head. general? <laughs> no keep it as generic as possible that's the yeah. way to stand out but th- it, yeah I'm, the thing is to looking back that many years it's obvious like i watch old videos and i'm like oh i should have done this and that but obviously like then we didn't have so much to compare to and, and know what would have been better or not and we were so just creating something was kind of impressive in itself and then obviously if you look at other videos from that time frame you could kind of compare but if if anything i can look back and say okay i learned that I was not even focused on what I really wanted back then. I wanted to sort of be known, but I was afraid to be known for one specific thing. And that was a big deal where it was like, and that's one of those things where maybe just someone from the outside should have said, "Eh, don't worry about it. Just post whatever. And if it, but I think knowing what I like to watch, I don't like to watch channels about woodworking and then hear people update videos with like, all right, well, I'm getting a new truck today. And and it's like, well, I'm here for woodworking, you know? And so I liked the hyper-focus as a viewer consumer. And so I was always like torn whether or not to try to deliver that same expectation to the unspoken audience. I've really never got any major negative reviews or video comments like, what is this about? What a waste of time, you know? Like So I all of those voices were in my head. I've never really connected them to any username or anything like that so
0: oh must be nice i've gotten
1: plenty of those for
0: realsies
1: (laughs) and that's part of the thing they're
0: fleeting they're fleeting
1: and you're and that's the benefit or that's the benefit but that is the that's the reality of just getting more views and so everyone's on that's around like everyone's on different paths yeah i'm a little bit older maybe have more experience with filmmaking but it doesn't mean i'm ready for thousands of people to interact with my thought of a good video because they definitely have their thoughts of what a good video is and I'm sure they're going to voice their opinions if it goes way against what they think they should have been watching and you know. And so,
0: you mentioned comparing yourself. I think it was so much easier to just put stuff out. I know we like to say it's because, you know, I had more free time back then. But at the same time, there was less to compare yourself to back then in the yeah. early or in the late 2000s. And even in like the early 2010s, there wasn't as much and there weren't as many platforms. And we were talking about how somebody who's in high school now, it's almost demotivating because there's so much content and everybody wants to, well, they want to be famous to be famous, Mm -hmm. you know, not based on any sort of specific skill set or something they want to share. And it's not like they, it's not like they want to be actors or performers they just want yeah. to be famous for being famous i guess which is a yeah. weird thing and then it's so demotivate and demotivating because there's everybody's making content and it's like well I, why would i make everybody's already made everything why mm-hmm. should, what can i bring to the table whereas when we were going way back making vhs tape movies we literally yeah. had no one to compare it to because we just had our own buddies and our VHS tape movies that we made it's not like we were comparing our VHS tape movies to somebody in uh, Minnesota that was making them
1: you know yeah pretty much the only competition was Americans Funniest Home Videos I think <laughs> you see something yeah. really goofy and it, it's like oh I should have submitted something that would I could have probably won but except that was candid okay <laughs> oh we that's true we were making true. That's movie true. movies okay <laughs> yeah i that's where i mean i always that's where you and i always i I get caught up in all the psychology of it and just that whole it, it really is the it's the it's the distraction from creating the stuff that someone might be compelled to create they get caught up with well what would be a good thumbnail and i was even thinking with a recent video i uploaded it looked fine, but I put a color grade on it just because I'm like, oh, it looks a little bit better. And it spent I spent another like maybe an hour, you know, tweaking all these different shots and just adding a little grade to it just because I'm like, well, it's already on my editor and I know how to do it. And it, I don't think it necessarily <laughs> added any actual value because I was sharing a uh-huh. it was a review of a product. So why do they why does it matter if it's graded? And I was thinking like I I I reversed it where I was like, no, this is how why it's important. It will let allow the viewer to to visually it'll be they'll 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 take the information much more easily because it looks more <laughs> trying to more convince appealing. yourself yeah, yeah. that it's worth the time
0: like this the summer of game Dave thumbnail I literally boom I was like now yeah. this screenshot and I'm going to put this here done because I'm I'm so over wasting energy mm-hmm. and you know I have always hated like I wish that when I finished a video and exported I was like I did it and whenever I do that, I don't get to even breathe a sigh of relief when I finish a video that I'm yeah. happy with, because I'm like, "Oh, it's done." I'm like, "Oh, great." When this is exports, I got to spend three hours trying to figure out the title and the thumbnail and the descriptions. Like, I'm so over that. And you know, I hate making thumbnails. I hate it they're, they're a lot because of I hate I hate those kinds of thumbnails. So what I'm going to tell everyone out there. If you think I'm being a hypocrite, if there's any thumbnails out there on my channel that you hate or that you feel like are hypocritical, uh Knoptop probably made them. So hate him. I've tried to I would have made some basic thumbnail because I'm just so over the <laughs> the like tricky but, thumb. And I don't think any of mine are are tricky in any way. But I get that idea of like, oh no, it's just it's to get to draw people in. Yeah. And it's like that's that's not that's not what I wanted to draw the people in. And uh, it's it's a weird thing of, you know, what is it you want? Am I trying to cast a wide net of generic clickable things? Or yeah. do I want to have that, you know, I want a high-end thousand-pound test line that's super high quality, you know, that that's going to bring in uh, somebody who's going to care, you know? The fish that's going to care. Uh, welcome back to worst analogies ever <laughs> with game the dave fish. i don't know where that was because guess what i've only fished one time in my entire life and i'm gonna go for a fishing analogy
1: what oh goodness mm. yeah mistakes, and i don't know mistakes were made thinking about like and i don't know if i i guess this is really about your live show because one of the things as a viewer of the live show this is really interesting as a creator, I watch the live show and because it's so interactive, I feel like I am contributing to an actual show in some way because if I leave a comment or a fart noise or whatever and you reference it, now I'm part of the show, especially if you name a username. And and so I'm like, wow, this is a whole, this is like a completely different way of interacting but still contributing to something that's interesting and entertaining. I got that interesting in there. Um, but like it's entertaining and it's like, so that has actually opened up a different I, I think about Thursday nights is sort of like not necessarily me specifically there's a lot of other guys I'm thinking tape flipper and these other usernames that I'm like so used to listening to that it's part of the show in a sense and I'm like well wow, th- I'm I am sort of still creating even though I'm just logging into a live show I think that's one of the benefits that's unlike any other experience on YouTube you can leave a comment and even if it gets a lot of likes maybe even the creator of the video thumbs it up and or hearts it or whatever and you're like oh cool they, they read my comment but to actually hear them talk about your comment in a video while they're making it. I think that's like, Oh, this is, I'm actively being involved with creating something. So as a creator, I feel like I'm still creating stuff even on my days off. <laughs> is that, good well, justification? I'm, glad that
0: uh, I'm glad that my live stream fart command was the, the springboard event for you to mm, have that mm-hmm, thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. If you come to the live streams, there is a fart command you expect no less. You know, I went really full on with the fart noises randomly and fart-related stuff in my videos because of a negative comment. Oh, Did good. you know that? Okay,
1: no, I didn't. Because I, cause I so always you, thought you, you never might... read the comments.
0: Oh, I unfortunately for me, I will. I don't always respond. I try to in the beginning because I know the, I know the early birds are gonna be nice, but negative comments are brutal. They're they're rough. They're rough. That's yeah. negative comments are worse than low view counts. If I had to pick. Oh. You know, I'd give me low view counts. I'd rather have just a positive crew out there than a bunch of negativity and a bunch of high view counts. No thanks. Ew, get it out of here. But in a Family Corner episode, the one about the hyper shot machine gun, mm-hmm. you'll remember this. I told you about this. At the end of the game, when you beat it, there's like a screenshot of your character who you never see. And it's like the character from maybe like the waist down holding the hyper shot. Machine Gun. Mm-hmm. And it's like this dramatic music or whatever. And for no reason at all in the edit, his butt looked weird. He had like this weird flat butt. So I slowly zoomed in on it. Real slow. And then it just... It just fart, farts real quick and cuts back to me. For no reason. And somebody hated that gag so much. They hated that edit. And they left this big long comment about how... <laughs> You know, thanks a lot for the for the moment that nobody would laugh at, and all this like, like I, you know, you've got a, a thirteen year old mind, and all this other stuff. I was like, yeah, even even your comment was kind of funny, actually. You saying zooming in on a butt and it farting, just reading that was hilarious.
1: So, but that's that thing, going, and we'll never know back for of sure. My mind, but like, fart. he might have, or he or she might have wrote that with without that much animosity or anger it might have just been like kind of almost an annoying or maybe just kind of who knows we'll never know that's the thing where if the perspective is a little different reading some of those comments you can turn them into your at least from your interpretation and be like oh it affected somebody in one way or another oh well but yeah that is interesting i remember remember it did the
0: opposite it did the opposite of the intention
1: yeah caused more farts Fart so, stocks, well, went up
0: big time. <laughs> fart stocks, fart futures are on the rise. <laughs> invest now, invest now. So earlier you talked about. And I want. I want to touch on this a little bit before we we finish up here. And I'd like to have you back on if you haven't hated this because you know we talk all the time anyway. Why not have but, you on the on the show every once in a while? Unless you all please comment if you hated NopTop, then I'll make sure to never let him back on again. But <laughs> It takes me about two <laughs> well, <I> was- <laughs> hours to get
1: warmed up, so that's the problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, it takes you two hours to warm up, but you texted me and said, "Hey, can we do that episode now?" I was like, "What? We haven't even discussed. I thought we were doing it next week." Because I told you about this a while ago. I was like, "Hey, I'd like to have you on as the first guest to sort start sort of start this next string of digitally distracted episodes." Since you were in the summer of Game Dave with your ridiculous overthinking set that you did. Yeah. And but you talked earlier about the money thing and that's something that you and I always sort of went back and forth on how you mm-hmm. know in the early days of you making content you were like why you used to say that to yourself and to me when we talk on the phone why why would i make this if i didn't have a way to use it to make money yeah you know you used to go into it with that mindset has that changed or is that still something that you think because in my mind i always try to say it is not about the money. I, I, that is not I'm not trying to get ad revenue necessarily. You no, know, I always used to say to you, I'd rather have, you know, a, a, a huge dedicated following over like a salary to make the content, because I feel like I wouldn't care about it the same way, and it would it would become a job that I didn't want. Yeah. But like, what, what do you think? Do you still think about that when you're making stuff, when you're, you know, when you're posting on your TikTok, it's always about, ah, how am I going to get them loops up so I can get some rev?
1: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I've never, I, I'm part of, the, they do have a, a, a paid program and I've never attached it to a bank account. I have no interest. I think the big thing was over the years, I always had a primary job, a real, like a real world job that was not really. I wasn't passionate about it. So I was always drawn to, if I could earn money doing this stuff for YouTube, that would be great. But my current job role, I help Peter Shreeple on his YouTube channel. So I do feel like I'm actively involved in creating content. So I don't have that same drive for money because I'm, I'm I get compensated well and stuff. And so I feel good creating that content for him. And then since I'm involved with that, for my stuff, it's sort of like bonus. And I actually, the only reason I even have ad revenue in some cases is just because I'm thinking, I, want, I don't want YouTube to completely hinder this from being shared out. But, and that's just me thinking I might know how they run their their program, but I just feel like if the ads yeah, are shut off Yeah, I agree.
0: Mm-hmm. We've talked but, about that, how I used to think about what if I would love to just have no ads because they're annoying. I, I find them annoying. It would be so cool to just turn off ads, but I wonder if, yeah, YouTube doesn't let people see it that would want to see it and because they don't make any money off of it. I, it's weird. I, I don't know what to do sometimes.
1: Yeah. And so I actually, I would say, yeah, in the last three years specifically, I have come, I really don't think about the money. I don't even know. I think, I don't know. I, I'll think about my income. If somebody mentions, oh, I, I earned $300 on YouTube. I'm like, what? You have like 1,200 subscribers. How is this possible? And that then I'll go in and check my analytics and be like, oh, $23. Okay, I guess I made some money this month, but it won't be for one month. That's two months combined. And so my thought is now, at least because of that freedom, I'm not feeling like the financial, I think more of the user experience where I'm like, man, I I don't try to make videos just long enough to get the in ad in you know, those those ads that run mid-roll or in right. the middle of the video, because I feel like I... I I lived through the eighties and nineties. I don't want people to have to sit through TV the way we had to sit through TV and just wait for commercial breaks and stuff. And especially when I, yeah, when, when I watch someone else watch a YouTube video, I have the YouTube premium. I got grandfathered in when it was cheap. I think I signed up because of Cobra Kai and I haven't got out of it. Yes, because you I did. Loved, you did. And it worked because I, that's what they wanted people to do. And I was like, I got so used to not watching commercials that I always think about that, where someone's like, I'm almost there, I'm gonna get be able to get monetization, and I'm thinking, nobody's ever said, man, this channel deserves more commercials, you know? And that's where I feel like the user experience might be the new focus, at least for me it is, so I'm more worried about how the viewers are interacting or viewing the video more than me earning extra money, but I do put some affiliate links in the description, just feel like those are the the passive ways of making money that doesn't interrupt the, the video, but that's me trying to probably I don't know, be more, I think, uh, I don't know what the word would be, where I'm like, I'm above earning money now. Now I just, it's all about the art. Not, I mean, I guess, maybe. Is it about the art? It's all about the the art art
0: when I made that shadow box. What's really hilarious is that you got YouTube Red to watch Cobra Kai because you were super Mm. pumped about it. And I've watched all of Cobra Kai, all of
1: the seasons, and you haven't
0: even, you've watched only the first season.
1: I'm very temperamental. I think I figured out because once it went to Netflix. Oh, oh are you? <laughs> once it went to Netflix, I was like, "No, wait a second. I got in on this YouTube special.
0: Yeah, you place. got
1: to see it early by getting YouTube red. That's what but, you got. But then once it was available on Netflix, I'm like, "Oh man, I, I lost." Nothing I, I still is want to exclusive.
0: Watch it, Nothing and, but, in the world is exclusive anymore. Eventually, it's going to end up somewhere. You're just paying for the ability to do it first. You, you paid the early adopter tax.
1: Yeah. And that's just, for me at least, it's the consumption, it's the input-output. I felt like during, I think when season two came out, I was sort of more inspired to want to try to create some stuff for my channel. So I'm like, I, I don't want to get caught up with this video or this movie series. I'm going to try to work on this little back project here or a couple little <laughs> hundreds of other side projects. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also there's it, just, that's, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it I get frustrated with it because I want to I know because I, I the more I know that as more time goes on, I'm going to start randomly just hearing little spoilers just because it'll be so common knowledge. It, and I don't want that. So not that I have a lot of people around me talking about Cobra Kai. I think they I did hear that they're done. There's no more after this year or whatever. The third season's it. Is that right? I don't know I'm sure
0: I, I would assume based on what I know about having seen it the next season that's coming out, it would make sense for it to be the final season okay but we'll so,
1: see we'll yeah see. but yeah all that to say the money stuff it's it's interesting it's, i think more than now than ever and i'll keep saying interesting because i am intrigued with the psychology that's involved because when you when you tie art to financial freedom it gets really complicated because there's this idea that it's like oh if i could just have like youtube money coming in or twitch money coming in then i wouldn't have to worry about all these other things but it's like I don't know if that's the case because when it becomes your full-time job, now it's the income that you have to rely on, which puts extra stress on something that used to be fun. So,
0: yeah, do you still do you still love it or do you love the ad revenue? Do you love seeing those graphs, you know, shoot up that you keep sharing on Twitter of your view counts and how how YouTube ranked your video? Oh, this one got ranked 2 out of 10 this this time. Like, you know, and I, nobody, I don't want to see, I don't want to see your
1: sausage and I don't want to see how it gets made. (laughs) Okay. I wonder where you are going with that. (laughs) Um, But that's, that's something I was thinking about. My nephew was talking about him and his, uh, his other cousin, they went out and they did a bunch of yard work and they were like, we earned a hundred dollars a piece. They were outside from like 7am till 6pm. So how many, how many hours is that? 11 hours. They made a hundred dollars a piece and I was thinking, oh my goodness, if they did YouTube, that they could, and they were good at it, they could make so much more, it'd be such easy money. But then I realized, is it easier? Because there's days where I'm sitting at a computer for that exact same amount of time, and even though it's not physically hard, it's mentally like I feel like a crazy person because I haven't gotten up out of my chair in like six or seven hours, you know? Yeah, and it's and that's not like I'm, you're like,
0: making a $100 video in one day
1: either. Right, and so the, that's where I feel like, man, the, the initial thought is, oh, this is easy money. And it's like, you no. Know, psychologically, this is might be some of the hardest money because just like you said, once the video is uploaded, you just sit there and you kind of have this little quiet celebration like, yeah, got it. <laughs> I always think of that little kid meme where he's just like, yeah, I got his fist up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you just and go that, back and that to, was
0: the big bullet point for the, the Summer Gain Day was it's, it's not just about the next video. That's mm-hmm. not what it's about. Sort of live in the moment and and care about what you're putting out there don't just be like well oh oh there's a new nintendo switch that everybody's complaining about i got to get a video out today and be like yeah what it is weird that they did that don't you agree with me and then they they're just like all right that i pooped that out i got that out of my butt sit on the bidet do my next one wash off the leavings from that that dump
1: so, but I also now think that's that an there's... analogy I can handle right there. <laughs> oh, because I wanted to talk about that because you got a bidet. I was all interested to hear how that's been going. <laughs> we'll save that for another
0: episode because we have got to go. But, Knoptop, right. I want to thank you for joining me on this very weird sort of insight into the woes, the fun, the excitement, the history of what it's like trying to make what we think is art. And it's that yes. weird thing of knowing if it is. Uh, once we put it out there and who really has ownership of it once it's out there. But I do appreciate you coming on and talk about it. Where can people find you? Or more importantly, where do you want people to
1: find you? And
0: have you figured that out before we close out? <laughs> top.
1: <Nop-top, laughs> yes, I have in a way. KnopTop oh, YouTube good. channel is still the prime place to be I still upload more regularly on the TikTok, but just because you never know, I never really feel like I know where that app's gonna go. You're showing, you're showing your age. Uh,
0: I do yeah. upload on the on TikTok. On the old TikTok. On the TikTok.
1: <laughs> but, Knoptop, uh, <laughs> YouTube channel, you can find me over there, and at most Thursday nights at your live stream. I'm always there. You can I guess I have a Twitch channel, but I don't do anything other than True. comment on your videos.
0: Knoptop <laughs> does hang out on Twitch. Thursday nights, that's right. So if you want to stay find in me. touch, that's right. Come to the Game Dave live streams Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Game Dave, of course. You can always check out the YouTube channel and all of the other places. If you have mm-hmm. something that you would like to hear talked about on Digitally Distracted, maybe there's a guest you would like me to have on the show. Maybe you could tweet at him. Use the hashtag Digitally Distracted to help me find it. Leave a comment on this video or audio podcast version. Let me know what you think, what you want. And, uh, remember as always stay digitally distracted and thank you for getting digitally distracted with us.